Today's episode is brought to you by Slayhouse Publishing, recorded at Wayne Howard Studios. Hey everybody, welcome to Slayhouse Publishing presents Lip Bits. I am Jeremy and with me as always is Trevor and Curtis. I'm here. Hey there. Hey guys. Today we're going to talk about our trip to StokerCon. That was that was a um, that was a trip that we it took. Was, we took that trip. <laughs> we were on that trip for you, what seemed like three thousand years. We yeah. were on that trip. We Much drove. like the audiobook we listened to, where they were. Uh, yes, you know what? It was oddly <laughs> appropriate. We were listening on the way there um, to Numenon by Marina J. Lostetter. Um, which is about a starship that takes like a thousand years <laughs> to get to a star. <laughs> and it felt that way. Because it felt like it took us a thousand years to get across Kansas. Drive across Kansas. <laughs> um, so I guess we just want to share today with our uh, just kind of our experiences and what, what happened. So the first thing I learned was don't drive through Kansas. Period. Period. <laughs> that was it. I really stop. think there there are two states I just refuse to drive through, and it's it's Kansas and Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma. I don't know what you're paying for when you go through roads in Oklahoma. I have said the same thing. You sure every as time hell, I pay a toll there. Yeah. You sure go, as hell are not paying for that road. road. Yeah. 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 You're lying in somebody's pockets for sure. You got to change your tires <clears throat> uh, when you get home after. Yeah, Oklahoma. Kansas. And there your was... shocks and your whole car i mean you may as well just pitch it when you're done <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had actually after i made the comment when we were driving through kansas i actually had a dream about that where i had made this comment when we stumble upon the wind turbines that are just kind of going off in the distance and they're yeah. just all over the place yeah and i made this comment i said this looks like a like a pinwheel for a very large toddler and then i had a dream about that like trying to drive and seeing this like gigantic child just come and pick up one of those wind turbines as like a pinwheel and kind of blow on it i was like so what you're this saying is, is a nightmare. Uh, this is going to be a published short story in next year's I, I think you're onto something sure, there sure yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i think so um <laughs> I do think I was I was a little disappointed when we got into Colorado and it still looked like Kansas for a while. <laughs> I, you uh, were. <laughs> I was like, I, "What the hell, man?" I had been talking up the mountains the whole time. I was yeah, like, "Oh, like, we're gonna see the Rockies. Oh, we're gonna wait. see the Rockies." You just I mean, wait. you don't see the Rockies until you're like maybe forty miles outside of Denver. <laughs> yeah. And, and for a good moment there, I was like, "Did I just gaslight myself into believing there were mountains?" Out there? <laughs> Start getting real nervous. Everybody's looking at you, Trevor. Where are the mountains? Yeah, where are the, where are the mountains, mountains, Trevor? <laughs> I was like, I don't and know. And it was especially a liar, are you? <laughs> it was. It was fine with my wife and my dog looking at him, but it was especially unnerving when I'm looking at him and I'm driving the car. It's all on you. Everybody's Except staring. we're in Kansas, so it's not really going anywhere. So it's like as long as I'm just heading in a straight line, we're fine. Your, yeah, yeah, keep your keep your lines straight. So we've offended all 50 people that live in Kansas. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Hey, now. There are, there are 52 until my parents leave. That's true. That's true. It's mostly cows that live yeah. in Kansas. Yeah. Sorry, cows. Um, yeah, the drive was rough. I think the drive yeah. back was a little bit better. Of course, I was like zonked for most of the drive. You back. both, yeah, both you and my wife were. You yeah, guys were we, out. We kept passing out like every every twenty miles. It was like, <laughs> all right, turning off the brain again. Um, oh, man. But the way there, I it was rough, man. It, yeah. it was uh, it was a hard drive. Yeah, I believe you. 
It sounds rough. Yeah. So we got yeah. to Denver. Um, I think we made our way downtown pretty easy. I don't, I mean, we've all three of us, me, my wife and Trevor have all had experience driving in different large cities. Yeah. So it's not like we're, you know, a bunch of hicks coming from like super small town to which lane do I get in? I mean, <laughs> I grew up in Houston. My wife grew up in Chicago. You grew up in, in and around Denver. And yeah, and much. so, I mean, upstate New York, upstate well. New York. Yeah. yeah. We've all had experience driving. So I don't think there was anything to really talk about with getting into the city. Yeah. Um, um, and then I, we got I to the. I do want to talk about okay, something about yeah. getting into the city, though. Go ahead. Right? Yeah. So I had a, I, ha, I did have a conversation with one of the shareholders of, or, or not share board members, I guess is the better way, the board members of of StokerCon, and was trying to get him to to be like, will you bring StokerCon to Northwest Arkansas? Um, and he was like, uh, I don't know. Like he really turned up his nose at it, and he was like, send me pictures of Northwest Arkansas, and I was like, bro. I will send you pictures of Denver because this place is a shithole. <laughs> yeah. Like for real. Yeah. I've never seen so much trash in one city than the plastic blowing around Denver yeah. on the like as we were driving through Denver. And yeah. what was hilarious is like you see all these billboards and it's like keep Denver clean and <laughs> or don't like, you know <laughs> whatever works for you. <laughs> like who's working for this nonprofit or whatever? It's like keep, keep Denver, Denver clean. clean. <laughs> we pass by like a Denver recycling you know whatever <laughs> it's like are you even doing your jobs well, out here what was that billboard <laughs> oh did gosh. you did you see that billboard that said something like uh plastic isn't even being recycled or something like that like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like, like there was like some political hot hotbed like plastic isn't being recycled and i was like well no shit like it's like all over the freaking look interstate the state of this town. <laughs> you have to gather it up first if right, you right, right. Yeah. <laughs> of course not if you're just throwing maybe, it out your window maybe they think it's one of earth's natural processes you i know. guess yeah. i don't know the plastic I, just no. recycles yeah i love yeah. the mountains i want to get back there at some point and, and really just take a trip to the mountains um man yeah i've been to a number of cities and denver was was very it was kind of disappointing i mean you know, i know um, a lot of people actually had a, a decent time they said uh like cruising around denver seeing denver um i didn't really care that much because again growing up i grew up in colorado so i spent a lot of time in denver it's never been yeah. super special to me yeah um and we did. I mean, Carrie and I did take some time to cruise yeah, around, and, and right. we did see some sights, and there I were some very nice people we, there. I really don't want to come off like I just... No, I, and I think the but people yeah. we met were great, but yeah. also, like, I have, I saw some stuff that, like, you know, that just sticks with you. Yeah. I went to go get coffee one morning. <laughs> um, I'm going to share this story because it's wild. I went to go get coffee. It's about 6.20 in the morning, and I, I come up to the Starbucks... And there's this dude who steps outside the Starbucks. He's got this drink uh, made mostly of milk and ice, I guess. And he steps outside and he opens up the cup and he pours it over his head. And he's shouting the whole time going, ah! Ah! Oh, I want my mommy. And then he, he like ran into the middle of the street, took off all his clothes including his shoes and then ran off down the street 
just <laughs> running with his hands in the air. How is not? How is that not one of the first things you told me when you got? <laughs> I'm telling you, he was saving it, it for was, the podcast. It was wild. <laughs> I went to go wild. get a sandwich another night, and I I saw this dude in like a construction jacket. Same different, guy, different guy. We had. Different, <laughs> guy. different guy. No, he's a different guy. He does this um, a lot. Yeah. And he was different doing this weird time. like I I thought he was doing some kind of interpretive dance or something. Like I really couldn't tell what was going on uh heroin it was just heroin <laughs> oh my god so i uh, i'm like passing by him and his oh eyes god. are rolled up in the back of his head and he's singing to himself going like <laughs> and he's shaking crazy how weird i thought he was like i thought that, he was man. doing a dance from a distance and then i was like hold on man this is denver <sighs> yeah. Was right. yeah we were out walking the dog and i saw a guy just kneeling down and there was tons of people out and this guy's just kneeling down. He has this crazy eyes. He's, he's watching everybody. And then he goes down. He's very, like, clearly taking a hit off, like, a crack pipe or something. <laughs> like, he's like... <laughs> and then he comes up and his eyes are just wild. And it's like, okay. Oh, this is, like... And welcome to Denver. Sheesh. Yeah. 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 And again, I don't, want, I don't want our listeners to think that, that, you know, again, we're not just some hicks. Like, like I grew up in Houston. My wife grew up in Chicago. You grew up in... I, we've been to big cities, all three I mean, of us. But I've, like, I've let's never also be seen, clear. I've, I've seen some... some drug users in my time too yeah yeah exactly the, the first time I, I i think i talked about this on another show but um government day growing up in in uh, kansas when i was in high school mm-hmm. i went to government day and they took me to the county jail for some reason <laughs> and showed me <laughs> all the meth heads that were in <laughs> county jail and like they were like yeah so we're at capacity now and i'm like this is okay what are all these people here and and the the sheriff <laughs> just looked at me and she goes meth <laughs> and i was like okay bro. they're all in trouble for being addicted yeah i mean right. yeah we we've all i think i feel like we can Jeez, all we man. all have those even like uh like you guys here at you know the curtis and and stuff i think you guys would have similar stories but i mean like i remember seeing like a police chase in downtown chicago i mean like cars right, yeah. just chasing like right. it was something straight out of the tv show i just haven't seen something so rampant yeah. as what yeah. we saw. I've never, right, I've never gone out to go get a sandwich and just seen a dude just just blitzing heroin. Well, you think yeah. that stuff maybe is more common now than it was, you know, a while back? I, you know what? I don't even know. It could be mm-hmm. because, uh, I mean, growing up, I, w- I always had my parents around to run interference or, right. you know, like when we went to downtown Denver, because we would go to, to like Elish Gardens and stuff like that, which is the the uh, theme park there. Yeah. Um, we would never see those people, right? Um, I remember walking with my grandfather. We would we would walk um, to Core Stadium in Denver, and uh, I think the only time I ever saw a drug dude was uh, he was being arrested by the cops, and right. he, he was pleading with the cops to let him out of his handcuffs because he had an itch that he needs scratched. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and that, I mean, that, those were the only memories that I really have of there being anything in Denver. But I guess you're just going to run into a lot of that when you venture out places like that, huh? Yeah, when, when you're <coughs> yeah. an adult and you're out on your own, I mean, yeah. maybe it's, it's more visible. Maybe Deep it Ellen is a bigger problem now. I, d- I don't maybe. really know because I, I, I was explaining to Jeremy, I think the previous time I had been to Denver was maybe 16, 17 years ago, something right. like that. I yeah. mean, it really has been a long time. We yeah. used to spend a lot of time in Deep Elm in Dallas, and uh, you'd see stuff like that out there for sure. Yeah. And 
you know, when you're in a band and you're just trying to unload your trailer and then some person just wanders up and like, they're like, in your, they're like in your face and it's just like, hi. <laughs> and you just try to keep moving like normal, like it's not happening. <laughs> and maybe it is, maybe it is worse. I mean, I yeah. remember spending time in downtown Dallas too and just not noticing it as much. So maybe it is, maybe it has gotten worse. Yeah. I, I do regret that I never got to like any shop that like sold edibles because, you know, it's all legal in Colorado. Right. Yeah. So... Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> got to go back, guys. We got to go back. I don't think <laughs> no, anything. I'm not making that dry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm flying next time. Um, so we're in Denver. So we get set up at the Curtis Hotel in downtown Denver. Um, and I don't know. How do we want to talk about this? How do we want to address StokerCon and our experience? Okay. Well, number one, uh, the Curtis Hotel was the weirdest and uh, most difficult hotel I've ever been to. Naturally. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, it, 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 the layout of the hotel made no goddamn sense whatsoever. Uh, they locked all of the doors above the conference floors. So um, in order to get to the conference floors, most of the time you had to take the elevator. But the el elevator only fits like four or five people at a time. And there were four elevators, but there only seemed like there and, were two and, running it. Right, any... yeah. And there are 600 attendees to StokerCon. It, it was just, it was outrageous. And it you have was... to use your key to get on the elevator to like go up to the room. Like you have to use your key on the elevator right. before you can hit the floor to your room. Oh, Wow. It was just, yeah. I, like, I understand why it is the way that it is, but I also was just very frustrated with it because it was like, this was is really just not a good venue for this kind of an event. Right. Um, not with so many people. And and um, thank goodness that StokerCon wasn't a bigger event because if there had been more people, I think it just would not have been supportable. Um, so, so we were the only people there with a dog. Um well, until the very last day. The only I, people, like, attending StokerCon with a dog. Yeah, attending yeah. StokerCon with a dog. Like, right. actually had the dog there. Yeah. Which actually served a, a pretty good purpose. I mean, I met... A lot um, of people. I met a lot of people. I met Jennifer McMahon. Yeah, I think that was definitely a highlight, was talking to Jennifer McMahon, um, who is an author of, like, uh, some of her bigger books have been, like, The Winter People. Uh, the Children on the Hill is the one that just released, like, mm -hmm. a month ago. Um, She's a, a, an alumni of Goddard, like I am. We both went to the same graduate program, um, just at different times. And yeah. cool. so that's kind of how I introduced myself. But then I was like, I, we were talking and I mentioned something about a, my dog being with me. And she was like, oh, I think I saw him earlier. And then that last day when she had come into like the, the <laughs> room where we were dog? all set up. Yeah. She makes a beeline for my dog. She's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I love this dog. She is a lab too. So she's like, I love this dog. And she's like crouching and like mm -hmm. loving on him. And I should have gotten a picture of like. I, so lesson that was, learned. That was <laughs> increased traffic with a dog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think. Um, my greatest regret was that I didn't take any pictures. You of met a lot more people than I did, and I met a ton of people, and and had some like some people that I I dearly love their art, um, and I was super upset with myself in retrospect that I didn't get any pictures with anybody. <laughs> um, I think part of that is that I'm just I don't consider myself photogenic, and so I don't like taking photos. It just doesn't occur to you. And it, it just it has never occurred to me to like snap yeah. a, a selfie with somebody right. and uh, and I do regret that but um, yeah I think Jennifer McMahon was definitely um, mm -hmm. a highlight I got to have a, a fun little moment with her on an elevator <laughs> um, that was kind of fun I she was just there and I was like are you 
are you Jennifer McMahon? She's like, uh, yes, I am. And she, I was like, you bet your ass I am. I was like, <laughs> I love your books. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to weird you uh, out. Yeah. Not trying to be weird, <laughs> but, but like, like you. <laughs> now that we're stuck books. on this elevator together. <laughs> right. No, she was really, she was really gracious about it. Um, anytime I ran into her He's got her his later, finger on door closed. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I presented some major like creepo energy at times. And it, it wasn't. It wasn't because and I was trying to be a creep. It was just because like I genuinely love uh, these people's art. And here's our here's our quick PSA though. If Trevor did creep you out at StokerCon, please realize that he does not represent all of Slayhouse's um, <laughs> viewpoints. Yeah. So no, we just, are not responsible for I'm if Trevor weird. creeped you out. Um, no, it was like I ran up to Laurel Hightower, who was another, um, she was definitely a highlight of the con for me. I met Laurel Hightower and I ran up to her and I was like, Laurel Hightower. And, uh, <laughs> and she was like, yes. I'm like, I'm Trevor. I want to be friends. <laughs> And she was super gracious about it. I think I creeped out Sonora Taylor a little bit um, because she was talking about it to Laurel. And and I was like, I I know your face. She's like, uh, I'm Sonora. And I was like, Sonora Taylor, I know you too. Oh <laughs> You're making these people feel really special all day. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, they are special, though. You yeah, know? Um, totally. Yeah. I, I feel like I... I uh, accidentally ambushed uh, Daniel Kraus and I was like you're, you're Daniel Kraus and, he, and he's like yes I am and I was like I love Shape of Water like <laughs> Jeremy has to keep like grabbing the back of your t-shirt and dragging well, it well Jeremy wasn't even there that, that was the not. funny thing I was just running up to these if I people. was I would have unhooked the dog from the leash and put it on Trevor yeah. like, <laughs> real <him. clears throat> sorry yeah. everyone he gets excited right. down boy down was, I get exactly, the newspaper and start exactly smacking him in the, the nose vibe. exactly yeah. the vibe he, just, like, uh, he likes new people yeah this is Trevor <laughs> <laughs> just let him do his thing he'll get it out of his system yeah um, I got to have a fun conversation with Grady Hendrix. Um, that was really awesome. I shared with him some of my experience being just like a super conservative Christian boy. Like I was the I was the picture of the the Christian altar boy, and um, which is funny because if you meet Grady Hendrix, and I I mean this with with all politeness, uh, he definitely fits that picture too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we saw Stephen Graham Jones, but we didn't get to meet him. We saw him from afar. And yeah. that's thankfully because he ended up testing positive for COVID. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, um, I've been <laughs> kind of watching the numbers and, uh, you know, good on the institution. Um, they required vaccines for everybody who attended. Um, and I think I've only heard six people tested positive for COVID. And they encouraged masks, which you and I and, and did. Carrie we, did. We wore we all, masks yeah. pretty much the whole time. Um, there were a couple of moments when I wasn't wearing a mask just because I was trying to hydrate. I was so dehydrated. I forgot that it, like that high and that dry uh, a climate, you really need to be pushing water all right. the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was not. Um, but uh, I think that. On the whole, you know, looking back and seeing that not very many people had 
COVID or, or contracted COVID there. Uh, that was yeah. really good. I know that I tested myself um, twice. I, I tested before I went. I tested at the event, um, and then I tested as soon as I got home. And uh, thankfully, it was you know negative the whole time yeah. from, from all the people I talked to because I talked to a lot of people. Yeah. Shared, shared some elevators even. Yeah, shared yeah. some elevators. Uh, very enthusiastically. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I, there were a lot of great people that I, I met that I really liked. I had a, a nice conversation with Sonora Taylor. Um, very excited to read some of her books. I, I picked up... Um, I picked up a lot. I brought up a list of all the books that I, I picked up. Um, I picked up Without Condition by her, one of her novels. Um very excited about that. I had a great time talking to Black Cat Black Cat Press, yeah. um, which is uh, Francesca Maria and um, Mark Cossey. Cool. Um, they make these comic black books um, with the main characters, like a, or the narrator is a black cat who you know explains the story. Um, had a lovely time talking to them. They had a booth right next to our booth. Um, and it was like any time I was watching the booth, I was really talking to Mark <laughs> about comic books the whole time. He was, he was super cool. And um, Francesca, He'd been to a lot of comic book conventions, hadn't he? He had, yeah. yeah. Francesca shared with me um, her experience as a writer and, uh, you know, a writer as uh, for comic books even. Um, her love of, of Neil Gaiman. Um, it was really awesome to make that connection. Um, connected with a guy named Brian McCauley. He's got a book coming out in October um, that I think is going to be a pretty cool book. I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm still waiting on him to send me an advanced review copy so I can feel special. But there you go. Um, were, were people? Uh, was there any cost like cosplay going on? No, uh, it, I feel like I it would be like... weird to cosplay any of these books because. Well, I mean, StokerCon, you know, I've, it makes me f f imagine, yeah. like, people are dressed like vampires. <laughs> I mean, there were a couple of people in some interesting outfits, but I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it cosplay. No, they I, were, there's no cosplay. Yeah. It was just like, you know, people dress up for the Stoker Awards. Um, that was Saturday night that they were all dressed up classy. Oh. Um, you know, people wore some interesting outfits, I think. But for the most part, it was, you know, it's it's just a bunch of um, horror writers who are thinking about their craft, thinking about how they can connect to other people, grow their audiences, um, and also just, you know, celebrate the cool books that they've written. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So and on the other side of this, we also had weird punk books. And I want to give them a shout out because that was they were really fun and, and really interesting to talk to. Yeah, um, I I liked being in the the dealer room um, quite a bit because, you know, it was a great opportunity to meet some of the other people who are, you know, either writing or selling books. Um, I had a really great talk with um, Holly Holly Lynn Walrath. I think that I think Wal that's right. Walrath. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we both got a copy of her book of poetry. Yeah. So she she wrote a book of poetry called um, I think it's Smallest of Bones. Um, that I, I fell in love with. I, I read that book um, while we were at the con. I, I was so excited about it. And uh, I just think that she's a brilliant poet. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it other than um, 
<laughs> go get that book of poetry. <laughs> you know, I, I think her her poetry was was really beautiful and poignant. Had a lot of, of conversation about um, like love and and agency and um, you know the 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 hurt of uh, I think human relationships. Right. Um, and as a collection of dark poetry, you know, venturing into horror, I think that. It was really profound, like very, very, um, very well crafted and poignant. You know, I, I yeah. felt like it was almost every other poem I was reading. I, I, I had to almost put the book down and, and stop for a second because I was like, I need to process this. This Damn, is I might want to check that out. Really awesome. Yeah, I love it. I, I thought um, <clears throat> her poetry was awesome, and and getting to talk to her and uh, was was great. I, I would never have encountered her poetry if she weren't in that room right. you know, with us. And, um, and that's the sort of thing that I love about a convention like this because I went in knowing, like, I'm, of course I'm here to see, see some of my favorite authors. Of course I'm here to fawn over Jennifer McMahon and Daniel Krauss. Um, I also went in knowing, like, I had just read Laurel Hightower's Crossroads. Um, that book is amazing, and I could not wait to talk to Laurel um, about her book and about how brilliant she is, you know. Um, That was awesome. But I also found some new writers, to me anyway, Yeah. that I'm very enthusiastic about, you know, like like really gorging myself on their work. Um, Sina Palayo was one. Um, I went to to a reading of hers, um, and, and her work is astonishing. She really has an incredible voice. Um, Usman T. Malik, I this is a guy that I had not heard of before. He writes um, some fantasy uh, and some dark fantasy. He's got a story in Dark Stars, the, the new anthology out by Nightfire. Um, and I heard some of his, his reading or a reading from one of his stories, uh, which blew me away. It was absolutely gorgeous. And it, it hit... All of the notes that were all of the things that I love of world literature, right? It right, was, cool. It was a very um, profound piece of work that, that he had done kind of readapting um, some stories from A Thousand and One Nights, um, which is a, a classic of world literature, right? Um, yeah, it, just some really brilliant writers that I, I think I never would have uh, stumbled onto. Yeah, that's the know, cool thing about doing those those types of things is that you you really don't know what you're going to run into. You know, your expectations make up about ten percent of what actually ends up happening, right? Right. I've been thinking about going to you know this and that convention because yeah. man, the contacts and the experience um, it's it's pretty wild. If you just get out there and do it, you'd be pretty surprised what you come across. And we've seen those numbers. We've seen those um, kind of translate to followers and people we're in turn following on yeah. social media and yeah i mean i just I, engagement and i gained uh like almost 40 maybe even more than 40 followers just yeah. ju- and just by you know shaking hands and meeting people um and i'm not so concerned because right. just gaining a follower doesn't necessarily mean they're going to tune in you know to the stuff that we do um but i think that some of them will and so, yeah. you know, I've already started to see some of these people reach out to me and talk about their projects, um, which I think is amazing. And I think it's really cool, too, that, you know, now they've gained me as an audience member. 
Right. Um, and, and my hope is that, you know, by gaining me as an audience member, I can turn some other of, of our listeners onto them right. um, and say, you know, if you haven't read Daniel Krauss yet, uh, you got to read Daniel Krauss. Yeah. But, you know, go out and read Sina Palayo because her stuff is incredible. Go read Holly Lynn Walrath because she's incredible. I have been looking for Sina Palayo's book and it's been sold out like here and at well, like Pearl's Books and at Barnes & Noble here. Oh, I mean, yeah. they just haven't had it. And they had a copy of, of Children of Chicago there at the, the convention. So I snatched yeah. it up. So I'm like, I got one of those too. I am ex- so excited to read that because it's, I've heard a lot of good things about it. And, well, and, and there were some other, uh, you know, it, like big moments, I think for some authors, Haley Piper, for example, um, who is a, uh, she's relatively new, I think to the scene of horror. Um, she just won a Stoker award for her, her, I think it's like best uh, new novel or first novel or something mm-hmm. like that for for Queen of Teeth, um, and and as a result of winning that award, now has a literary rep. Congratulations, Haley. Um, yeah, inc- I mean, incredible achievement. Um, and and I I bought that book because I was like, I know that book is never going to be carried around here. But she had the book at the con, and I was like, I am fucking going to read this book. <laughs> right. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Um, but as a result, you know, uh, she got picked up by a, a literary agent, and um, I think a lot of her stuff is about to, you know, get repped to some pretty big publishers. And as a result, a lot of her backlog that does exist is gonna be phased out of existence, as it's kind of reconstituted into, you know, a new form. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing I think is already happening with Eric LaRocca. Um, his stuff is incredible. Um, he, he's written, uh, for just for an example, um, things have gotten worse since we last spoke. Uh, and that book went out of print almost, you know, it, it was like only on the market for a couple months and then um, went out of print because a much bigger publisher, you know, swooped in, gobbled it up and is re-releasing it this September. Right. Um, and that's, I, you know, I think that sort of thing happens. Uh, and so going to these conventions, if you're a big fan of, of horror, if you're a writer or whatever, you know, this is, uh, I think, a great opportunity to connect to these people um, and mm-hmm. get in, you know, sort of on the ground floor of a lot of their work because not all of that work is going to stay in print for forever. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and again, you know, encountering new voices that I had not ever read before. Um, then I was able to, to pick something up and, and now that's part of my personal library and you can't take it away from me. I am really happy about the connections that we made and I'm really happy about the exposure that Slayhouse received um, or that, that we've gotten. Yeah, let's talk about that too. What I mean, we-, we took 20 copies of both of our titles out right now. We took 20 copies of Tales of Slayhouse 2021 and 20 copies of A Mindful of Scorpions. And we came home with... Zero. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, we sold yeah. a lot of them, which is great. It's always good for the bank account. But that's yeah. not the most important thing. Uh, the most important thing is that we got these into the hands of readers. Right. So that increases our engagement. That gives us, like, in, a, in this and, and transactionary it, kind of viewpoint of, of which I don't, nec- I don't want to monetize it necessarily, but we were able to give something to a readership instead well, of just constantly taking, I feel I like. I think what's, right. what's mm-hmm. most important to me about that, right, is, is coming to the con, we had books, and we left with no books. Yeah. Um, I, I think what, 
what's important is that <laughs> well none of our own books we came back uh, with well, a whole yeah, okay. bunch of yeah, different I bought, books uh, I bought a whole ton of fucking books <laughs> we lost all of our books there yeah. I, I, I went in with a I remember being on the, the floor of the, the big mass author signing um, and I'm, I'm like going around to all of these authors that I, I really love and I was buying books and I like I ran out of the, the money that I had budgeted for that moment and I had to go run back up to well first I, I, I came to Jeremy and I was like Jeremy give me fucking 10 dollars right now <laughs> and then i ran up to the to my room and i got you know i got more money i got sorry chained. trevor payday is not until two weeks from today <laughs> <laughs> you want an advance on your check um. yeah yeah it was funny um you know it's just like how many books i found that i was like i you know i had gone in knowing for example like i'm i'm gonna buy a book from from v castro like that's just i'm gonna do it um but then i run into kp kulski and she's got books and i was like i have not read your stuff yet but i want to you know like i was like i knew she was there she had her book and i was like all right i'm fucking buying this you know because like that's the sort of thing that happens yeah and uh it was wonderful for that you know but I, I, like coming back to like getting all of your books out the door, I think that's really super awesome. Not just for you, because I think that there are readers out there um, in this community who are going to read your book. Hopefully they'll see your book, they'll love it, and they'll share it with their readership, with their yeah. followers, and, and you'll be able to connect to them a new way. I'm also super excited about um, how, how many copies we sold of, of – Tales of Slay House 2021 yeah. because we've got some authors that we represent through yeah. that collection that I think desperately need to be read. Yes. Um, we have some authors in there that I am super proud of the work that they've done for, for that anthology. I think that th that anthology is is killer. Yeah. Uh, I, and I stand by that not just because I was involved with it, but because I really do think that's a great anthology. Right. Um, and getting that to people so that they can, you know, hopefully again, see the work of the authors that are in there and then drive more of their followers to those same authors. You know, I, I want that literature to circulate. I think the big takeaway for me from this experience. Um, really is just like how much I love stories and mm -hmm. how much I love art and how excited I was to be there to meet all of these people and to hear their stories and to encounter their art, whether it be, you know, because they're my favorite authors or because they're my new favorite authors, you know, um, it was just a, a, an awesome experience. And I, I think that the more we are interconnected and the more of each other's art we can see and Absolutely. celebrate, um, I think the, the, the richer we all become for that experience. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's great how accessible authors are. Mm -hmm. You can oh, yeah. you can meet them. You can email them and stuff. Like, well, and that was the crazy thing. And they thing. reach out, yeah. Yeah, like talking to Daniel Krause. I couldn't string two sentences together in front of <laughs> Daniel Krause because every time I saw him, I, like, I'm just like, I, I told him at one point, I was like, someday I'll get over my hero at like hero adoration for you. Yeah, um, you're a little starstruck. Today's not the day, but someday, <laughs> you know, I'll get over it. Um, but he was so he was so chill about it. He was so cool about it. About it yeah um and i think that was just wonderful was was like you know seeing someone like laurel hightower whose whose uh book i just think is one of the best i've read 
um, and being able to just have a, a, a conversation, a very down to earth conversation with her was so cool. I, cool. My big takeaway is don't bring so many goddamn mugs. Oh my god, <laughs> those I, mugs were so heavy to the lug around. How many did you take with you? All 72. of them. How many did you come back with? Seventy-two. 72. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My wife, God yeah. bless her, has uh, is in a permanent pretzel state from having to be crammed in the back seat with the dog on one side of the seat, and yeah, then the mugs like between her and <laughs> the box of mugs. She's <laughs> like. <laughs> She does so much. She yoga. looks like she's like out of a horror movie herself, like all twisted <laughs> up she is. Oh my god. Something out of a Sam Raimi flick so listen, or something. We've got we've got mugs. You can order mugs through yeah, our website. They are on the website. Uh, we would love for you to buy a mug. It's got our logo on it. Um, yes. That that was I mean, just in, for the next con, right? We're not gonna have mugs. Is there a uh, are the mugs uh listed in one of your Patreon perks? You know, like uh, you there is, yeah, there yeah. is a mug in the cool. Patreon perk, yeah. but I'm actually going through and changing some of the, um, as we gather more book titles and stuff, I'm changing some of the pictures that are available on our Patreon perks. So actually people could, uh, subscribe to different tiers and actually get different merch with different pictures and different logos. That's right. and yeah. Yeah. You can get some pictures of the sleigh siblings, um, on our Patreon yep. on some of the merch. Um, you can choose which book you want. You the know, pictures of, of the sleigh. So those are, that is such cool. They're really, really cool. They're really, yeah. really cool to look and at. Like, <laughs> you can get a part of the, the Patreon perks. Uh, you can get a t-shirt with one of the sleigh siblings on it. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a thing you can it's, do. It's pretty rad. Of course, what Trevor and, and Curtis both missed out on was that long, long debriefing conversation with the Slay siblings after getting back from StokerCon. Oh, God, I can't imagine. Uh, are we going to go there? Uh, oh, man. Well, I mean, you guys, I could have recorded it for you, but it was... It did, was he, uh, did, he put was a, did he put a skull on the desk when he's talking to you? I don't... I mean, we were. it was just a phone call. I didn't go oh, see him. Oh, you didn't meet... Okay. No, that's... Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a long enough... It was exhausting. I was already tired from the drive, and yeah, uh, I mean, to just have to on get on the that whole, phone. Call. I felt like they were pretty pleased. Yeah, I think so. Um, That's good. That's I all you so. need, right? But yeah, well, <laughs> just tread that water. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, you never know just what you're going to get into with the Slay siblings because you sit down with any one of them, you, you don't know if it's going to be like a nice, you know, very quaint, normal chat, or if he's going to be telling you about the fucking history of that sword he's got in the background. You know, like <laughs> it's just so bizarre. <laughs> Well, they did want to know why I didn't sell any mugs. And I'm like, you know, it's probably people just didn't want to travel with ceramic. Like, <laughs> getting on planes. And, a, yeah. That is a really good point. So, for sure. And, and also, to be fair, I mean, we're still small. Um, I'm hoping that more people are going to see these mugs and be like, you know what? I love Stoker, or uh, not Stoker, I love Slayhouse. Uh, I like what they're doing, and I really want to support them. Um, I mean, you said you got 40 new followers. Each, each one of those is a is a a portal of access for, you know, an unknown amount of people. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I, you know, I, that, that's a good thing. I hope, uh, I hope if you're listening and, and you're like, you know what, I would like a Slayhouse mug. Yeah. Well, go on over to slayhouse.com. You know, yeah. I've, we'll I've got ship one them anywhere in the U S I've yep. got one and I really like it. Yeah. Uh, it's know, one of I my like favorite mugs. Um, yeah. I like mine too. Yep. For sure. I love opening my mug thing and seeing something familiar like that, you know, yeah. rather yeah. than just some. And it's a great way to to support us, you know, as a small yeah. business. And, and it just is, kinda... uh, you know, even if you don't want to read our books, although I really can recommend those books because the books are great. Yeah. Um, you can t still, you know, support us by buying a mug. 
And I'm take really a, excited. Take a picture with a mug. Get Absolutely. a mug, guys. Get a mug. I'm excited about the books we have coming out this year. We have a full oh, slate man. coming this year. So um, let's talk about the the next big thing for Slayhouse, yep. which is uh, coming just, just a couple weeks away. Yep. Um, Karen Huff's Ground Control. Yes. Yes. Is coming out with a beautiful new cover. Uh, thanks to at CDBW Design yep. for that one. Um, gorgeous cover and a, a beautiful book. Well, beautiful honestly, book. Uh, one of my favorite spec fiction reads from the last couple of years. We we're very proud to have this book in our collection. And you, you got to get one. Honestly, got to get one. We have a collection of, after that, a collection of short stories and some poetry and a couple of short plays by Curtis Harrell, Mm -hmm. a collection called Milpomene's Garden. Yeah. If you're into the kind of, uh, I I don't even want to call it weird fantasy, but there's some dark fantasy in there or or some like, you you know. Yeah. There's ghost stories. There's Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic folk stories. Yeah, um, if you're into you know kind of the folk horror, the the homegrown horror scene, um, this is your place to go. I yep. think that book is is going to be really really awesome. Um, we're waiting on the the cover to come in, but we'll as soon as that's ready, you, you will see it on our Instagram yep. and our Twitter if you follow us. Yeah, um, we have Tales of Slay House 2022. That one is slated for October. Uh, open submission call begins July 1st. And slated people is spelled in this case S L E Y T E D. Yeah, yeah. Slated. Slated. Um, trademark. Trademark. Yeah. Trademark. Just and we said trademark, so that means that's automatically legally and, binding. Uh, yep. It's we've ours. got, a, we've it's got another original novel coming out. Yes. Um, later this year. Uh, Joe Taylor's Bad Form is coming out. We also have um, a couple of, and later, later this year, that's coming out probably, I'd say, late summer, maybe fall-ish um, is when we ought to be able to get that one out. But also, uh, and and that's more of a Gaiman-esque kind of fantasy novel, I feel like. Um, it's very Neil Gaiman. So I think if you enjoy that, I think if you, you'll enjoy Joe Taylor's uh, novel. And then we have a couple of other novels coming out later this year that'll, um, I think, will knock people's socks off as well, too. Those are still in the pipeline, so we don't want to overwhelm people with the, the number of titles. We'll introduce those as we get closer to them, I feel like. Uh, yeah, right. Yep. The titles are on the website. You can see who, you know, title and author, but we'll introduce mm-hmm. actually what the novels are about Yeah, um, a little closer yeah, to time. Yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, keep in with us. You know, we'll drop all of this information in our podcast. We've got um, another guest lined up for the podcast in the near future. Yeah, really we're excited, excited about, about that. that one. Um, and uh, and we're, we're already lining up our kind of summer programming uh, we're hoping to get a couple more guests to come in for that summer programming. Um, but we're really excited either way about the stuff that is on the horizon. So, yep. StokerCon 2022 was a blast. We are just so, um, so excited to have gone there. I know I personally really cherish the little moments that I had here and there with people. Um, everyone was so gracious and they, they were really, I, I don't think they were superficially interested in what we were doing. I think they genuinely took an interest in, um, the stories that we have to tell and in the people we are. 
And um, and on the flip side, I feel like you know we were too. We were very genuinely interested in what everyone was doing oh, there and I, seeing what other people were producing listen, and going if, to those panels. If I and, bought a book from you at StokerCon, I, I hope you know. Um, if you're listening, because you met me at StokerCon, I hope you know. Um, I love you as a person, and um, I am so excited for your art, and I just cannot wait uh, to get into it and to celebrate alongside you. Trevor bought more books than I did, but I did buy quite a few myself. Um, And uh, to that note, if I didn't buy a book from you, it's just I kind of ran out of money. I I know that that was a real thing. Like I I definitely ran out of money on this trip. I budgeted very, very tightly for it. uh, And I knew I was going to go over budget and I ended up doing it. And I don't regret going over budget. Um, I, I think I do regret the books that I left behind, but yeah. It is what it is. It was very fun. We can't wait for StokerCon 2023. We can't wait for a couple of other conventions we're talking about going to to kind of spread our wings and kind of become a more prominent members of these different communities, um, science fiction and thrillers and fantasies and, you know, those these other genres that we – because we say from the – you know, we're not just horror. We focused a lot on horror, but at Slay House, we're a lot more than just horror, so we – this convention for me opened up that idea that we can go to more of these light conventions and explore these different communities and reach these different audiences. Yeah. And that's what I'm very, very excited for. You think you might run into some of the same people, uh, if, you know, after you do three or four of these things? I mean, I think it's entirely possible. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, well, maybe, I mean, my goal is with everyone we met at StokerCon, I do want to see them again at StokerCon and at a few other conventions, but I want, want to meet just as many people in the sci-fi community or in the fantasy community mm-hmm. when we go to those conventions. Certainly, yeah. oh, we've talked a lot on this show about horror because I, yeah. th- I think, Jeremy, that's kind of your genre is horror. Yeah. Um, my genre traditionally has actually been science fiction. Um, I know a lot about fantasy, but fantasy is kind of a new realm for me as I'm I'm discovering more of the quote unquote modern classics, you know, yeah. that, that aren't Tolkien, but the stuff that has really created a lot of change in that field in the last 20 years. Um, but I, I feel like science fiction has always been my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and the prospect of, of, you know, branching out and learning more about the voices in these other genres is really exciting to me as well. Yep. All right, everybody. Um, I'd say that's probably a wrap for, for what we've had to say here today. I think we covered StokerCon pretty well. and we've StokerCon. StokerCon. And we want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. If you haven't subscribed to our Patreon, um, go over to patreon.com slash slayhouse. Go ahead and get that done. Um, check out our website. Check out our social media. We, we love all of y'all and y'all, and I'll slip back into my Arkansas. Yeah, um, we love y'all. We love y'all, and <laughs> all we y'all. thank you for all of your support, and especially want to thank our producers at Wayne Howard Studios. You guys have always, they're just always terrific. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>